Christ. I want to continue with the message on uh, angels, right? That's what Pastor Andy said I was going to be speaking on, right? <laughs> he committed me to it. Oh, gosh, how do I get out of this? Would you stand up with me tonight? <laughs> All right. We are in the house of God. We can have fun, Jerry, okay? <laughs> Let's lift our hands up to the Lord and thank him. Uh, Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Just speak. Uh, your word brings faith into our lives so that we can experience everything that you've delivered to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you so much. Tonight, I want to uh, go into... Uh, seven things or the beginning of seven things that I believe angels do. They can do more, but just seven things I want to share here. And the reason why we are studying this is because the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit has been given to us that you can find out in First uh, Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, that the Holy Spirit was given to us so that we might know the things that have been freely given to us, that we might know. So the Holy Spirit, one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit in your life, apart from helping you to live the Christian life, apart from helping you to hear from God and to obey God, apart from that, the main thing, Jesus said, when he comes, he is going to be your teacher. He is going to take from me and he is going to show it to you. Now, if he's teaching you, he's helping you to know. So knowing is very important. What you don't know can kill you. Knowing is so important. So knowing is what the tool with which we rule in the kingdom of God. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And Paul knew this. So in Ephesians chapter 1, he prayed. He says, I never cease to pray for you from the day, the day I heard of your faith till now. I continually pray for you that God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge. Wisdom, revelation in the knowledge of God. So the wisdom, the revelation, we need that because without wisdom or revelation, these things are already there, but it won't work for us. Because it's the wisdom and understanding that brings that faith, that releases God's blessings into our lives. That's what is going to cause the manifestation. So the angels are already here, but we need to know about them. And so that we can release the faith. So when we are in difficult circumstances, or there's something about to happen to you, or it's happening to the other people, you know it's not coming your way. Because you're surrounded by angels. Amen? You are aware of it. If you're not aware of it, you'll fear, and like Job, you're going to be hurt. But when you are aware of it, you have no reason to be afraid. Uh, I guess I'm getting ahead of me. How many of you remember Gehazi? Remember Gehazi? Elisha's servant who said, we are surrounded. And uh, Elisha said, those that are with us 
are more than those that are with them. And the guy says, huh? What did you say? One, two. Where are those that are with us? Who are you talking about? And God, Elisha said, God opened his eyes so the young man can see. After that, he was fine. He could go back now and get his donuts and eat and be comfortable. Because he knew those that were with him were more than the Syrian army that had come to, to attack them. So we need to know these things. It's so important. So what do the angels do? First, I said they carry out God's words. They carry out God's words. And they are very powerful. They do what God commands. If God commands a blessing upon your life, the angels are responsible. They'll go and bring the blessings to you. If you sow seeds, even in the last day, when God is bringing up the harvest, Jesus said the angels will be sent forth, right? To bring up, and that's us, to bring his harvest to us. God uses the angels to get things done. And so he sends them forth. In Psalm 103, verse 20 and 20, uh, 21, Bless the Lord, you is angels. David was saying, you is angels. He was aware well, there are angels. There are God's angels. Bless the Lord, you is angels who excel in strength. You're not just like men. You excel in strength. Not like the devil. They can excel, excel in, in strength because they have been beaten. These ones excel in strength. They cannot be beaten. They don't lose any battle. They excel in strength. They do His word. We are supposed to obey God's word, right? So we can be righteous. Yeah, but when God has pleasure in a thing, the angels want to do it. They carry it out. So they, they carry out. They bless the Lord. All you, that's in verse 21. All you is hosts. That's all the angels. So angels are hosts. These are armies of heaven. Angels don't just sing song in heaven and just praise God. They fight. They are they were the hosts of the Lord. It says, you ministers of his. They serve him and they do his pleasure. So they do his pleasure. If God is pleased to bless you, guess who's going to carry it out? The angels carry it out. They know God is going to be pleased with that. And so they do his pleasure. Say to the righteous, Isaiah tells us, it shall be well with you. Well, God is saying, say to them, it's going to be well. The angels know that's God's pleasure. They carry it out. It's just the way it is. You can read in, in, uh, in Matthew how the angels worked before Jesus was born. They were all over the place. The Magi, they talked to the Magi, that's the, the uh, wise men, so to speak. They talk to them, tell them what's going on. Talk, they appear in Joseph's dream. Imagine, they, didn't appear, they appeared to Mary, Mary could see, but with Joseph, they let him go to sleep. Why? I don't understand that. But they talked to him in his sleep. They were all over the place. And they are, they're still here. They've been from the foundation of the world with God since the beginning of creation. And they've been ministering up till now. They haven't stopped yet. And we are the focus. Because the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 1 that they've all been sent forth, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, beginning from verse 13, 
God didn't say to any angel, you are my son. But God said to us, we are his children. And angels minister to what? God's sons. Amen? Jesus, the first one. And we are God's children. They minister to us. So, the angels have been sent forth. All of them, including Michael. uh, Not this Michael. (laughs) Including Michael, Gabriel. They've been sent forth to minister. All of them have been sent forth to minister uh, for us. So they do God's will. The next thing I want to talk about is, that's the second, they provide you with what you need for victory. Just because you have the Holy Spirit doesn't mean you need the ministry of angels. Jesus had the fullness of the Holy Spirit, yet he needed the ministry of angels. And angels strengthened Jesus. They strengthened him. Imagine, will angels strengthen God? Don't ask me. I don't understand it. But that's what the Bible says. When Jesus lived here as a man, he was the perfect man. He needed strength. The strength didn't come from the Father. But the Father sent the angel to strengthen his son. We need strength sometimes. And if God used the angels to strengthen Jesus... We need that as well. They're still here with us. Look at Luke chapter 26, verse 42 through 44. Jesus praying, saying, Father, if it is your will. This was at the garden as he was praying. He was in agony. He was crying out to God. He says, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven. What did the angel do? Strengthening Christ. That's an amazing thing. The angel strengthened him. How he did it, I don't know. But if you read, it seems Jesus didn't pay too much attention to the angel. He was busy with his father. The angel was there to do his ministry. Jesus understood. He appeared. Jesus didn't talk to the angel according to this. Jesus possibly knew why he was there to strengthen him. But he continued Focus on his father. He says, after he was strengthened, he continued, he says, he continued in his prayer. And being in agony, verse 44, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. He didn't pay much attention to the angel, no conversation. The angel came, did his work because Jesus needed that strengthening. So that he can continue in his prayer till he obtained victory. And when Jesus got off from that, he was ready to go. No more prayer. But he prayed at this stage so earnestly, he was sweating blood. Angels can also give you skill. You know, skill skill to do something. I don't know how to do this. I need a lot of skill sometimes. I need angels. Help me with this. But listen to this. In Daniel chapter 9, verse 21 and 22. It says, yes, while I was speaking, Daniel saying, uh, speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, the same Gabriel that appeared to Mary, the same Gabriel that appeared to Zacharias, 
the father of John the Baptist. Angels are personalities. There is an angel. His name is Gabriel. He's being. He's still here today. I'm sure when we get to heaven, we'll meet this individual called Gabriel. And it seemed like Gabriel was always, he was with Daniel, he was with Zachariah, Mary. He, he appeared so many times in the scriptures. But here, Daniel says, the man, Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning. So Gabriel had been working very closely with Daniel. Well, did Daniel have the Holy Spirit on him? He was a prophet. Amen? And prophet had the Holy Spirit. But here, as Daniel was dealing with God, there was this angel, Gabriel, that was doing business with Daniel. He had seen him before. And here he had appeared to him. He said he was caused to fly. So you know he's not a man. Men don't fly, right? He was caused to uh, fly swiftly. He reached me about the time of the evening offering. And informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. Amen? I came to give you skill to understand. Before now, you couldn't understand. You couldn't see clearly. But I came now to give you the skill, the ability to be able to understand. Angels were given to us by God, sent for all of them to serve us, to minister to us, to make sure we are okay. Amen? So they came down and they gave skill. Angels can give you skill. You may think, well, I can do this thing, but God is asking you to do it. You're depending on yourself. God will give you the skill. God will assign his angels to you to help you with the work. That's why Jesus was talking about the angel of the church. He's talking about the pastor, but there was possibly an angel standing with that pastor in that job. Amen? Assigned. He did the same thing with uh, Moses. When we sent Moses, he sent an angel ahead. We're coming to that. So you have angels. And I said last week, Jesus said, in heaven, their angels always see the face of my father. So not one angel. Their angels, these little ones who believe in me, have angels and they see the face of my father. You're somebody important in heaven. And when things are going badly in your life, your angels are watching the father's face. They're looking at him. And once he gives his sign, yeah, they, they are there. And anything that gets in their way is going to pay the price. Amen? They want to take care of you. It's an amazing thing. That's why I believe Jesus said, For God so loved the world. Not the trees of the world or the buildings, the cars. That's you. He gave his son. And God has said in Romans chapter 8, If God freely gave his son, what's there? It's nothing more that's that important. He can give angels over to help you. And I like to teach on this because it's important. It gives us confidence that we're surrounded everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. 
My children, and we come into that, my children are surrounded everywhere they go. Christians are afraid, oh, something's going to happen to my kids. They're going to have an accident. Not my kids. They get angels. Not your kids. You get angels wherever they go. But unless, unless you believe it and walk on that and stand firm on it, then you are exposed. Because bad things do happen. But not to everybody. You just have to believe. The Bible says, be it unto you according to what? Your faith. You got to believe it. If you don't know of it, you can't believe it. Even in Revelation, it says, when you read the word, then you are blessed because you read. Just reading alone gives, brings blessings from God. This is a very precious book. Amen? This is a great book. I wish Christians will really spend time just putting this thing into your, your life because these things will change stuff in your life. Transform your life. I have great hopes for the future. Amen? I have great hopes for every member of the Ark Fellowship. At least that's the part of God's vineyard that God's called me to work. And we are co-workers together. Amen? Great things are coming our way. Because God is giving us revelation from his word. And hopefully we believe the word and act on it and refuse to be afraid. Whenever you're going for an interview, there is an angel standing from you, making you look so beautiful. Amen. <laughs> Amen. The guy sees you, he doesn't know why he's feeling so good in your presence. <laughs> I got to hire this guy or this lady so I can feel good. Amen. He didn't know he was an angel that is going before you everywhere you go. So when you're going with, for an interview, you go with confidence. Because you know you're not alone. Your heavenly father is with you. And you have these uh, guards around you to protect you and to make things go well. He says to him, you got to hire him. you got no choice. He says, yes, I'm going to hire him. You don't hear what's going on, but the angels are ministering. They came for, to minister God's goodness. That's why I believe the scripture says, I came that they might have life and have it what? More life, not just life, but life in abundance. Amen. It's our fear and our ignorance that's causing us trouble. There's no evil happening to the, our greatest enemy is ignorance. Our greatest enemy is ignorance. Once we know the truth, we're free. No one can hold us down. It may not be overnight, but you are going to be free. You can have nothing today. If God chooses his tomorrow, he wants to bless you, he will. But have no fear. Just like Jesus said, have faith in God. Things are going to be well. Things are going to be well. If you have more conversation with this book than men, you're okay. Because when you talk to people, they'll tell you things that will drive you nuts. Oh, yes. Yes. They, they want you to come to be... Have you heard the word, let's be real? Let's be real. What they want you to do is come off this mountain you are with God. Let's come down to this level where... That's good. That's good. We need both. But don't forget that the supernatural was before the natural. 
I'm amazed these days. Please give me room to speak. Because a lot of things God is showing me, not just studying scriptures, but it's, I'm amazed. Even today I was watching something somebody sent to me. How real heaven is, those that have died and come back. It's amazing. I keep hearing all these testimonies. I watched one early this morning. And, and this guy is speaking, you know, with tears in his eyes. How real the world is there. How beautiful. You can touch people, yet they have no flesh. You understand what I'm saying? That world was first, before our world. This is just a shadow of the real thing. God has eyes. He gave you one so you know he has, he has eyes as well. Amen? He sees everything. And he understands everything. And you are that special to him. But until we know it, then the enemy harasses us and causes us trouble. So these angels are there to give us skill. If God is giving you a vision, you have a dream in your heart, something to do, and you begin to look at your own abilities, then you don't have any understanding. If it's God that's giving that to you, ask the Lord. Be very plain. God, is this you that's putting this in my heart? If it is God, he'll give you the skill. I like it when Moses said, I can't talk. And God asked him, who made man's mouth? You remember that? Because he was telling God, I can't speak. God said, who made made man's mouth? Tell me. Moses, Marty, tell me. Okay? I mean, I'll use you. So he gives you, he gives, he gives you the skill. Whatever he's called you to do. The angels are there. They'll walk with us. I like the story with, of Daniel. This one angel walked with him throughout. Gabriel was always there. Going back to heaven. Coming back with instruction. And giving him strength. It's an amazing thing. And I used to be really jealous of these guys. You know? But I, that was ignorance. They are with me as well. Amen? They are working with my, in my life as well and in your life. Amen. Let me go a little further. They provide an evil-free path for your life. Evil-free path for your life. Now, I didn't say trouble-free path. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> You have a lot of troubles. They're going to come back. Evil is something that reduces your life, reduces your person, and makes you less than God intended for you or created you to be. That's evil. But God has sent his angels to make sure, and we need to believe this, and the devil knew this scripture very well. He twisted it, but it's true. God does not speak in vain. We really need to believe these things. I want to read from Psalm 91, verse 9 through 12. It says, Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. Who is to do that? Who is to make God his dwelling place? You are. How do you do that? By telling him. Amen. 
by telling him that you have made him your dwelling place. You have to do that. That comes with believing and speaking. You tell him, God, you are from this very hour, I am a man entering into a covenant with you. You are my hiding place. You are my dwelling place. I hide in you. And I like what Jesus said. He said, the father who gave them to me is greater than all. No man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. That's me. How are you going to go into God's hand to get me out? You can't come close. Amen? He can't come close to you. Because you are there. He says, he says because you have, and you're wondering, how do I make God my dwelling place so that these things can happen to me? Tell him. And mean it from your heart. That from now on, God, you are my dwelling place. I'm not going to be afraid anymore. You are my dwelling place, he says, because you have done this, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. A plague, a plague, sometimes sickness that would destroy lives, children's lives and all of that kind of stuff. Will God prevent us from that? Yes, he will. He is able to. He says, no evil will befall you. Some of these things that are happening to Christians, some of them are really evil. Why should my, di- my child die so young? Is that not evil? I told some di- people in Georgia the last time uh, when I was teaching Sunday school in Pastor Addison's church. And I found that scripture. It says, blessed shall be the fruit of your womb. You know that scripture? And I told the class, I said, well, that means to me, I am not going to have a child with one eye not working right. His liver is not working. He can't breathe properly. And you are telling me to take that child to my Muslim friend and say, this is a child that God blessed me with. He'll tell tell you, tell God not to bless me with that anything of that nature. So I know God doesn't bless us with those. He, does, he means what he says. And he'll go through with his word. No evil shall befall you all the days of your life. It's a terrible thing for you to be at home and hear that your son has been killed out there somewhere. How terrible. As you live through life, you can't get rid of the thoughts in your head, right? So what about this scripture? Be it unto you according to your faith. I don't hold tomorrow, but he does. But I can trust him. Amen? And so I can trust him for my children. You can trust him for your children. Will they get in trouble? Oh yeah, trouble will come, but God will deliver them. When it's all over, they will be fine. Why is it that these things won't come near? He says, 4, verse 11, let's go to verse 10. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For the reason why that will not happen is because he shall give his angels charge over you. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Yeah, they're there. 
These things won't come near you because you got angels. He will give his angels charge over you. He is telling, commanding them, you guys take care of this fellow for me. Amen? That's mine in the world. So upon your life, there is a touch not. You know what I mean? Don't you touch. Touch not my anointed. You heard that scripture? Touch, yeah. So these angels, they carry out their assignment. He has given them charge over you to keep you in all your ways. All your ways. That's your financial way. Amen. Your children, your husband, your marriage, all your ways. All of them. Your job, every part of your life. It's such a a great gospel. That's why it's called good news. Amen. He just will find time believing it. And that's not just you. I'm begging God, please help me believe these things I'm reading. It's so lofty. Amen. Let me believe these things. Amen. Because they are true. Many people want to be religious, so they don't know what they're doing. They're playing games, you know. Wow. Let me pray for five minutes. So uh, I'm still a Christian because I pray for five minutes. That's stupid. You know, praying for five minutes or even an hour, it doesn't matter. You are a child of God, amen? But because you are a child of God, you pray. And because you know what benefits you're going to get from it, as you stay close to the Father, and He can pour His words into your heart when troubles come for comfort. So you love going there. And you know his angels always surround you wherever you go and your children also. So you can be at peace and go to sleep. Because while you sleep, these guys are busy. Amen? Making sure they do God's pleasure. That's what God said. God gave them. They know to do his word and his command, right? They'll do it. And they'll do it well. In every area that you can believe God for, God, they'll work it. Work it out for us. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Press down. Check integral. Mull over. Men will give to you your bosom. That's why we have it in prayer. God, send this ministry in spirit. Amen. Let them go back now. Because I've already done your word. Now I need to receive. I was reading uh, something. Um, a minister. You know, big ministry. Um, they were, you know, expanding building. And uh, so he and his wife decided they were going to use from their own funds and uh, bless their ministry. They had different areas of ministry. And uh, they actually put $1,000 each um, towards the different aspects of their ministry. The next day, Ten thousand dollars coming. Then the following week, somebody gave the minister a hundred and fifty thousand dollars plane, a plane for his ministry. And in the same week, a hundred thousand dollar check. Mm. 
Because they did what God. They said, we need abundance, so we're going to put this word out. We're going to put them. They gave 11,000 from their own funds. And in a month's time, everything come back. The thing is, fear. Okay? If I put this out, that's 11,000 less than what I got right now. So, whoa. No guarantees. But with God, there's always a guarantee. God will always go through for us. He says, they will keep you in all your ways. In their hand, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. That's the scripture that uh, the devil quoted to Jesus. You remember that? Well, did I see you floating in here? <laughs> being carried, And you're floating in. I said, what's going on? An angel is carrying me. Said, what's going on here? But what he's talking about here, everywhere you go, no obstacle can stand in your way. The angels will carry you over, right? Amen? No obstacle. He's giving his angels charge over you. They are to minister to you and to take care of, of all your needs. So they take care of us. But the thing that you need to do, the thing I need to do in my prayer, and I do that constantly, probably uh, those who pray with me, I tell the Lord, you are my hiding place. Constantly. I say it over and loud. I can hear myself say it. You are my hiding place. You are my dwelling place. And I tell him what I believe. I know just what we need to do. That's one of the ways to release this power of these angels that God has sent to minister to us. You let him know that you believe what he's spoken. Amen. That they are helping you in all your ways. My children are protected. God's going to take care of them. And you let that known to, to the Lord. And that's in prayer. Like what I said, you don't pray the problem. Pray the solution. Amen? See, you tell God what you want God to do and what you believe in Him to do. And then you thank Him for it. You let Him know He's your dwelling place. You have these angels all over helping you. Fourth thing. They are not, what we talked about is like a defensive thing to protect you, but they are also the offense, our offensive weapon in conflict. They fight. You know, Matthew chapter 26, verse uh, uh, verse 52 through 53. It says, but Jesus said to him, put your sword in his place. That's to Peter. For all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? And then, this is the son of God, right? Why didn't you just speak the word and kill all of them if he wanted to? Huh? That's not what he said. He gave us an insight of what he, he understood, what he knew. I talked to the Father. If I, need, if I need that, if I really need that, if I really need to fight, I won't do the fighting. God, the devil is too small for God to be fighting with. 
He's too small. Why would God wrestle with the devil? Huh? God don't do that. He let the angels, they were created in the same level, okay? Let them whip him. Jesus is not going to find. He says, I'll talk to my father, and my father will send a lot of them, and they'll whip every one of them. And the devils that were in them. But he had a different thing that God had given to him to do. In Revelation, you know, in heaven, we talked about that. In Revelation chapter 12, there was war in heaven. Did God fight with the devil? No. Michael and his angels, they did the fighting. When God has to do a, go into a battle, he doesn't fight. He is the Lord of hosts. He leads them, he speaks, and they carry it out. And you cannot win. Amen? The angels will always win. They fight our battle. They fight. They do the battle for God. And one thing I, I will share tonight is David also understood that. David. David never lost one battle. And David had insight. He was a prophet that angels do battle. Let me read this to you. Psalm 35, verse 4 and 5. David speaking, he said, let those, who put, let those be put to shame and brought to dishonor who seek after my life. Uh, in our day, we are not praying against people, but he, was, he lived in the Old Testament. Their battle was in the flesh. So <laughs> that was what David was saying here. That theirs was a shadow of what we're going through. So we can understand the kind of battle we are fighting. But let those be put to shame and brought to dishonor who seek after my life. That's what the devil does. He came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But God will put him to shame in your life in Jesus' name. Let them be put to shame. Those who came to bring dishonor in his life. Let those be turned back and brought to confusion who plot my hurt. Let them be like chaff before the wind. And what? And let the angel of the Lord chase them. And you can read further. He mentioned angels again. He talked about other issues and then he let the angels. David knew there were angels in the fight. And so we need to recognize angels do battle for us. And we need to believe and walk know that God will use his angels to minister to us. Um, hopefully, next, not next week, I'm not going to be here next week, <laughs> but I'll come back again to it. But I want to uh, share with you the remaining, we got three more to go. I want to share with you what we need to have to make the angels be at work for us. Amen. What do I do so that the angels work for me? That's what we want to do. Amen. It's time. Stand up with me tonight. There are so many things that God is giving to us to protect us. And this is just one area but we need to know everything that God has made available to us and we have this 
forces in addition to the very presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's to give us understanding so we can walk in his life. Let's lift our hands to God tonight and uh, thank him. And again, what you want to do, two things. The Lord is my shepherd. Well, tell him who he is to you. That's how you commit him to minister in that area. When you tell him that he is your healer, and you constantly tell him that, guess who he becomes to you? He is your healer. If he's your provider, that's what he becomes. Your hiding place, your dwelling place, that's what he becomes to you. And all the forces that God has set forth for your good will be there for your good, for peace. That's what God has called us, to have peace. Father God, we thank you tonight for your word. Thank you for the revelation of Jesus Christ. Thank you because your word says the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. That we might do the things that are written in your book. Thank God, Lord, for the angels that you've sent forth to minister to us, your children. They're here. We don't understand fully everything. But they're here with us to bless us and, and to strengthen us, to give us skills. And to help us in everything, in all our ways. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.